1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. In a relationship, never underestimate the power of date night, especially when it means sharing a movie at Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to get your music news on with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys? Uh, we're all right. It's a little cold here. Yes, I was going to say, staying warm and everything. It's, uh, Did you get ice cold. or snow, or we, what'd you get? We got a little bit of everything, mostly okay. ice and rain. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, trees down, power out for some people, you know, the, the, usual, the usual winter. Well, usually we start by picking a topic to go with, but you know what? I think we should let you pick the starting topic this morning. Yay. Uh, so let's let's go to Rihanna first because we have like happens at every time half uh, like what happens at every Super Bowl halftime show. We learned that the FCC got a number of complaints from people who felt her performance was too sexy. Some even called it pornographic. Uh, fortunately for Rihanna, the the number of complaints was just over a hundred. I uh... really, in the context of you know however many billion watched it. You know, not bad. Um, the, the the biggest complaint ever was for Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson in 2004. That was 540,000. Well, if you could sit through an episode of Baywatch 30 years ago, I Rihanna's show was nothing. No. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you there. Well, so, if anything, I, 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 I'm kind of leaning toward as far as Super Bowl shows go, and this is going to sound bad, and it doesn't mean I hate Rihanna. It was boring. It was, it was one of okay. The yeah. It was kind of tame. Yeah, it was, it was tame. Very, yeah, exactly. It was very tame. It was just a big spectacle. Yeah, and, you know, like we said last week, it looked it looked good. You know, it was an easy easy to sit through it for the twelve or thirteen minutes, and you won't remember much about it in future years. We won't talk about this one like we like we do some of the others. I think so, it's so but, unmemorable. It'll be memorable. <laughs> it's it like, did serve. I was going to say it did yeah. serve her purposes commercially, though. She jumped from number two on the Billboard Artist 100 chart to number one because of downloads and everything that came in its wake. And she did announce this week that she's going to perform Lift Me Up from from uh, the Avatar 2 movie at the Oscars on March 12th. So how far along is that baby going to be on March 12th? Yeah, she's be, Further. Yeah, she'll, she'll be showing a little more. Further but, along. Know, yeah. yeah, but this one, she doesn't have to be flying around in the air or, or you know, accompanied by whatever it was, 900 yeah. million dancers. Right. Flowing yeah, dress, just, big flowing dress. Exactly. Whatever she, whatever she wants. Or, or show it off. You know, yeah. she's, she seems the type of performer that might just show it off. Okay. Whatever she wants. Um, Adele's got a couple of things going on here. Adele. One, a, sorry, Adele. Adele. Uh, once she's talking about her back being jacked up, what? Yeah, she did another interview this week, and she had kind of been talking to audiences in Las Vegas about this, that, you know, she, she had slipped a disc. Well, she got a little more specific about it with People magazine, that she had slipped a disc uh, several months ago, which now some people are saying, so is that the reason why the whole residency was pushed back? You know, was that the real reason? Not, you know, not all the production hoo-ha, but was she injured? And she is performing, she says, with Sky Sciatica and, you know, just in pain. Uh, but she plans to, she plans to wait to stay out, you know, until it it ends on March 25th. 
But in the meantime, she's not going to perform at uh, King Charles uh, Coronation. Right, correct. Or, or Ed Sheeran. Yeah. That's right. She and Ed Sheeran have both turned down invitations to perform at the concert, which is taking place May, 11, May 7th at Windsor Castle. In Ed Sheeran's case, he has, he's going to be on tour in the U.S., and has shows on. He doesn't have a show May 7th. He has one May 6th and May 8th. And, you know, his people were just like, we can't, we can't risk that. You know, we could be late. We, you know, there could be a flight delay. We just can't put that into the schedule. Uh, nor are they going to reschedule stadium dates in the U.S. to, to accommodate that. That's okay, so Ed Sheeran has an excuse. He's out on tour. Adele just doesn't want to do it. Adele just doesn't want to do it, she said. Okay. Well, that's not what she's saying. They're saying they just simply turned the invitation down without explanation. And, and you know, but there are reports that she is going to be involved in other things that will prevent her from doing that. So I don't know if that means there's going to be an extension of the Vegas residency, or she's going to be filming something, you know, nobody knows. Uh, so and this will be a disappointment because apparently King Charles had them on his list specifically that he wanted those two. But he's also said to want Harry Styles, uh, no word on whether he'll be part of it or not. Apparently Lionel Richie is close to agreeing, as are the Spice Girls, which we talked about a few weeks back. It seems kind of uncrown like to reveal that someone turned you down or to not do this more quietly where, you know, yeah, you, you get someone locked up before you announce it. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if this is coming from Buckingham Palace trying to shame the artists or if this came from inside the artist camp. Yeah. You know, it's really, really hard to say. So it'll be a spectacle no matter what it is. And, you know, who knows, maybe they'll... Maybe they'll have a change of heart, and we'll get Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, or Osborne, or something. And Funny that you bring up Iron Maiden because Rob Half Halford says he's voting for them every day to get in the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, Judas Rob Halford from Judas Priest, who got in last year, uh, you know, says that he is calling the Hall of Fame. You know, you can vote by phone, you can vote online, but he is doing every day. He's casting a public vote for Iron Maiden, and then those of us who get individual ballots we all got ours this week mine just got here yesterday and rob halford noted that now that he's in the rock hall he gets one of those ballots too so he and the rest of iron maiden will definitely be voting for i'm sorry the rest of judas priest will definitely be voting for iron maiden who by the way are currently number five in the public vote with nearly 170,000. Uh, votes. Uh, George Michael is number one with two hundred, almost two hundred sixty-six thousand votes. Then it's Cindy Lauper, Warren Zevon, Soundgarden, Iron Maiden, number five, and Willie Nelson is just outside of that at number six. How many are on the ballot this time around? This time it is fourteen. And how many do you get to vote for? I get to vote for five. Okay. Do you know who your five are yet? I, you know, I'm going to fill it out as we speak. How's that? Okay. So I'm, I'm voting for Warren Zevon. Okay. All right. Voting for the White Stripes. Okay. Uh, checking off Iron Maiden. There you go. Checking off Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Whoa. Soundgarden. Yes. Okay. All and right. Because and because they are and they the fifth position is tough, but as they are near and dear to my Detroit heart, I'm giving it to the Spinners. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. Not like, why not? It's not like my vote is is going to you know circumvent anybody Rubber else. Band man. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> great, great group. The uh, the one Henry Thambro, the one surviving member, is a lovely man, 
and I would I would love to see them get get their due. Nobody's going to be mad if the spinners get into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I would I would hope not. I would hope not. But you know, you never know. Well, so I we'll shouldn't see. say nobody. We've had this discussion all week. Of it's going to make somebody mad, no matter what you do. Some, somebody's going to be upset. But right. there's always next year, unless you know, Rage Against the Machine, Cheryl Crow, uh, Joy Division, New Order. Those are all very deserving as well and hopefully we'll get their their opportunity what's the story about the kinks and twitter and the, yeah. all their all their tweets being flagged right yeah this is this is funny but because you know kinks comes dangerously close to kinky the twitter bots are flagging it as sense all their tweets as sensitive content even if it's something as innocuous as hey we've got a new greatest hits album coming out <laughs> sensitive mm. so be careful sensitive material so i guess dave davies has posted a public note directly to elon musk saying please stop putting warnings on everything from the kinks we're just trying to promote our kinks music can they you know. play lola anymore oh yeah they can that's yeah. not taboo no, I don't think it was, that was one song I don't think was ever taboo because it was so funny. First of all, L O L A, yeah, yeah, and it was it was just done in such a way that it was not objectionable even even back when it came out. Low budget's my favorite Kink song of all time. I like that. Yeah, it's just a good like song. It. Didn't get a lot of airplay, but yeah. it's a cool He's song. I'm a fan of where I'm a fan of where have all the good times gone. Sure. All right. There's, uh, there's a lot of good Kink songs. Let's talk about band dysfunction. Let's start with uh, Bush frontman <laughs> suing their drummer. No, it's the other way oh, the around. Drummer the drummer is suing. The original okay. drummer is suing. Uh, so um, Robin Goodridge is suing Gavin Rossdale, who's the front man and the sole founding member, uh, remaining in Bush, saying that, you know, that he, the drummer, Robin, had agreed to join the 25th anniversary tour in 2019, but was kicked out again before its first stop, he says, with no explanation. And he's suing because he says Gavin Rossdale refused to pay him for any of the tour profits and also has violated a trademark agreement that, at least according to this suit, says that all four original members of Bush retain a 25% ownership, a 25% stake in the Bush trademark. So that's an, that's, that one's very interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, besides suing for damages and you know, financial remuneration, he also wants a, an injunction uh, to prevent Rossdale and Bush Incorporated from using the trademark Bush until the the case is settled until he gets paid. Maybe you have more. Basically, is what it is. Then uh, Journey, um, Jonathan Cain, uh, he's well, got every, he's, everything. He's got to be a little upset, right? Because well, the- yes, and, yes, and no. So here's what happened. You know, you'll remember that the you know in the in the verbal fisticuffs that have been going on and the legal fisticuffs that have been going on in journey between Neil Sean and Jonathan Cain. One of the things Neil Sean put out there was, uh, hey, would you all like to see Greg Raleigh, who's the guy Jonathan Cain replaced in the band, come back? You know, and there was a lot of back and forth about that. Wound up not happening, and in fact, Neil Sean and his wife were blaming, not by name, but certainly implication, Jonathan Cain and Arnell Panetta, the, the singer, for keeping you know, Greg Raleigh away from the band at the, at this point in time. But they did say something would be happening with Greg, and it turned out uh, something did this past Wednesday in Austin, Texas, which is near where Greg Raleigh lives. He got up and he played with Journey. 
for the first time since he since he left the band way back when. And they, they dug deep for some of the old material uh, just the same way, uh, feeling that way any time of a lifetime. And then they finished up with a version of Black Magic Woman, which Greg and Neil you know, recorded in Santana, and Steve Lukather from Toto got on stage and played it with them. But when you're looking at the videos on YouTube, uh, Jonathan and Arnell were up there. Arnell did the trade vocals on on just the same way, and they both participated in the songs. And you know, everybody everybody seemed to play nice, if nothing else. Wow! And, and if did... you're a Journey fan, if you're particularly a fan of what my partner lovingly calls old man Journey, uh, you definitely <laughs> you definitely want to uh, check out the videos on YouTube because. Uh, Greg Raleigh sounds fabulous. Really? And it's great to hear these songs that Journey themselves haven't been playing in years and years and years. All right. And you want to end on a nice story? Sure. Which one would that be? The Olivia Newton-John story? Yeah, I was going to say, I send you guys so much snark every week. Which one one was nice? So, yeah, Olivia Newton-John, it turns out her final recording was a re-recording of Jolene with Dolly Parton. They got in the studio together and uh, Dolly posted it on Instagram this week with a message, love, love you and thank you for shining your light on us. Apparently they recorded it not long before Olivia Newton-John passed away this past August. But Olivia Newton-John had that on an album like back in the 70s back too, the didn't 70s, she cover right. it then? Yeah, Yeah. so they, but they just got together to do it. I think my sense is it was on Olivia's maybe last trip to the U.S., and they, they knew this was probably going to be it. So so they got into the studio as friends and made her made a nice recording. Nice story and what? What do you know? Dolly's yeah. in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. imagine our surprise. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys have a great weekend. Stay warm up there. All right, Gary. Nice. We'll talk to you Thanks, next Gary. Friday. Take it easy. Gary Graff, our music guy. You get him on Friday mornings. Mm-hmm.